Welcome back. So there's a question that I love so much. And the reason I love it so much is because of how much I dislike it. But when asked, it does give me an opportunity to espouse some of my, I've been on the planet a while wisdom. And so it goes like this. So people will ask me, hey, Janae, what's your daily routine? And I'm like, uh, I don't have a routine. Seriously, that question, like routine itself, it's such a construct that I wish we could walk away from, or at best, talk about differently. I hear often, experts say that the billionaire's routine is that you get up at 5 a.m., you do your workout, then you do your plan. Oh, no, 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 no. You plan the night before, you write everything down, all the things you're supposed to do the next day, because if you don't, oh, and wait, don't, you got to prioritize them. You can't write one below the other if it's more important than the other, because then you won't actually do it. I mean, there's so many weird must-do formulas for routine. And the fact that we have a routine, I think kind of thwarts our be-in-the-moment senses, as I've said before. So when somebody asks me, what's your routine? I respond and say, I wake up when my body wants to wake up. I check in with myself about what is first to do today. Most days that's go for a walk, pray and meditate, or some days it's pray and meditate first thing, then go for a walk. Some days it's go back to sleep. And other days it's get my ass in my office immediately because I have an idea I need to act on or a project that needs to be completed before I can really feel good about doing anything else. So routine for the sake of routine is for me like stating I'm going to want sushi for lunch tomorrow. Um, Am I? We don't know what we're going to feel from one moment to the next. So why do we think a routine we make the night before is necessarily going to be helpful tomorrow? Now, folks will, of course, throw the in facts, facts, that Harvard did a study that says, duh, 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 ah, these studies, they didn't study me. Now, for some people, routine is important because, I don't know, it makes them feel safe. They feel like they'll go off the rails if they don't do these things at this time with this intent. I mean, I get it, right? People have kids or they have responsibilities that require that they construct their day in a way. That may work for them. Yet, even in those situations, I personally think that we don't often enough trust that we have what we need in any moment to maintain momentum and flow. We don't believe for some reason that we can just show up in a moment and get to work on what's right in front of us. So if you need routine or if you are someone for whom a certain way your day unfolds works for you, okay, that's great. I'm not trying to knock you. I would, however, encourage you to pepper in some detours and see if something fresh comes up for you because it's never what we know and within the sameness of our lives that we actually discover things about ourselves. It's in the unknown that we discover the places not yet tread upon, that we experience newness, originality. It's in the exploration, not the routine, that we get fresh thoughts and ideas and even answers. Doing the same thing every day, really? I think we might be able to apply a little twist on the old proverb, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And to twist it around and say, all routine and no spontaneity makes Jack a dull boy. Ooh, did did anybody else get that eerie hit of Jack Nicholson peeking around the corner saying, how do you like it? Oh. <laughs> oh gosh. And speaking of typewriter scenes, mm, remember how my analog evenings I was talking about writing my manuscript on a typewriter? Well, for those of you that don't know, at the beginning of the year, I announced that I was fortifying my life with analog evenings and I didn't want to be on a laptop or anything digital screen after six o'clock. Well, I tried typing on this typewriter and it was going great for a while. Or if I'm really being honest, it was going okay. And I was having some sort of fun, but then I realized, am I getting carpal tunnel from this? 
I don't really have carpal tunnel, but if you ever have gone from a laptop to a typewriter or a typewriter to a laptop, you know that the stroke pressure is very, very different. Even the way you hold your hands is very different. Like the typewriter, I think there's a reason people look like they're just pecking away as if they've never taken a typing class. I'm not typing in the fluid way that Coach Jim Campbell taught us to type in high school. I'm typing like somebody who doesn't know how to type because it's insanely more difficult to press the keys down on a typewriter than on a computer keyboard. So after about a week of this, I liked it at first, right? But then I realized, am I I having fun? My wrist hurts real bad. Oh, and by the way, a little sidebar, I broke my wrist last year. Well, I believe I rebroke the wrist I broke back when I was in fifth grade. The same exact spot, totally fell carrying a box of a huge box of crackers that Deborah gave me because she didn't like them. She got them because they were gluten free and I thought they were delicious. So I was telling her goodbye and I was walking up to my condo and I step up, literally, there's two steps up to the sidewalk leading into the foyer of my condo. I step up and I clip the step and I fall forward. The box of crackers, which has already been opened, goes flying. And I go down, bam. Oh, I catch myself on my left wrist and then, you know, as I'm falling and I feel something give and I'm like, no. And I roll over and I'm writhing in pain and I'm just praying that no one has seen this ridiculous fall, nor do they recognize all the crackers strewn all over the front lawn. So I get inside and I ice my wrist and all that. And the next day it's swelling and I'm like, oh, this isn't good. So I bandage it like Mahomes' right high ankle sprain and I just keep icing it and I apply pain relief salve. And, you know, I do the whole thing because, you know me, I'm not going to go have an x-ray and have it casted because, I mean, I got shit to do. So long story short, I've had some problems with this wrist for the past year. Well, guess what? Typing on a typewriter has made it worse. Anyway, to make this very long sidebar story shorter, typing is not fun anymore. And today, I think this little beautiful typewriter that I purchased, this vintage sort of antique looking piece in my very modern house, is now kind of weird to me. The whole thing's weird to me now. Even Analog Evenings is weird to me. So I'm striking my love of typewriters and I am violating Analog Evenings, just for the record. So back to routine. It just doesn't work the way we hope at times. Case in point, Analog Evenings. (laughs) or wrists for that matter. Don't get me wrong. There are times when routine is necessary for whatever reason, but becoming imprisoned in routine is where I think they lose their benefit, especially when it comes to creativity. And we're all creators. We're all creative. We're all on some level every day, every single moment creating. And there always has to be exceptions to whatever rule we make or non-rule we make. So just know that anything I say is not gospel. I don't think there's a set of gospel ways to have to do things ever. That's my whole point of this. The very simple takeaways of mind chalk are thoughts are not real. We give them meaning and that nothing anyone says is universal. Every experience of life is our own, not some group's idea of what our own life should look like. The very point of today's episode is to help us all recognize or remember that what we need, we already have in any given moment. Now to the point of routine in general, because so many people seek routine and formulas for success, let's just say I have a routine. Hypothetically, let's just say I have a rigid routine, something I do religiously every morning. If you're asking me what my routine is so that you can replicate it, I honestly don't believe this will work. Is my routine good for me? Yes, my hypothetical routine. But it's not necessarily going to work for my sister, my best friend, or a client. So I think that's the piece to look at. It's stop asking other people or Googling what Bob Proctor and Napoleon Hill did for their daily routines because it's probably not going to work for you. Even though these guys, these experts are going to tell you that's what you have to do to be successful. 
Theirs is not your routine. It's not your formula. It's theirs. You've got to get clear about what it is for you that gets you up in the morning and what it is that sets you on fire and brings you alive and makes you want to move forward and accomplish great things or everyday things or whatever it is you're trying to find a routine formula for success. That's the routine you need to be focused on. Not mine, not Elon Musk's or your successful neighbor's. No one outside of you has the answer. Focus on what it is for you. You see, I don't, I don't think people want to do that self-reflection work because of two things. Well, two that I can think of right now. One, they don't think they have what it takes or that they have the resources within themselves. They haven't seen the level of success that the people they want to copy have seen thus far. So they're like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to look at what it is I would do. I want to look at what they're doing because I want to replicate it so that I'm as successful as they are. Well, newsflash, there is no formula that is someone else's that is going to work the same for you. There is no routine that is going to be your magic bullet. And by the way, there's no day timer you must buy in order to live a more productive life. The best day timer is get out an index card and a felt tip pen and write things down, check them off as you do them. Or even better, follow what's prompting you in this very moment. Here's the thing. You and I have to start living from the inside out. Go inside and find your routine, your formula, your magic bullet, your magic juju, because mine isn't yours and yours isn't mine. We can gain help with these processes, sure, by taking in the wisdom of others. Yes, and Steve Jobs' routine might have something inspiring for your own, but formula, routine, the way is specific to each individual, just like any remedy for what ails your body, mind, or spirit is specific to you. And here's the most beautiful thing of all. You will always be guided as to what to do next if you simply begin to listen to that deeper place within you. At any moment, the universe and your soul or whatever you want to call that part of us that transcends our monkey brains, it will point you to what you're supposed to do next, to what is best for you. But you've got to listen. You've got to be present. And the only way you can hear your soul and the universe speaking is to be in the present moment of right now. You don't really have to get still. You can, as I've mentioned before, it's not the only way getting still. All that's really required is that we actively show up in the moment. Listen in real time to you. Listen in real time. Listen in. Listen. I have a Janae hashtag. I just thought of. Go inside to help you determine what you need to be doing outside. I don't think anybody's ever said that before, but maybe they have. But now I'm hashtagging it. (laughs) Okay. Going inside and listening to what's right for you. That's your formula. That, my friend, is your formula. So here it is again. Be in the present moment. Listen to the stream of truth running through you and go where what you're listening to directs you to go. That's your greatest routine. Okay, I'll be right back here on Wednesday. See you then.